a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. I'm Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening. Jumping Jake Weimer coming up here shortly. Thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Four, five, six lines of gear they've got, mountain bike stuff as well as snowmobile stuff, which is uh, getting ramping up. Flyracing.com, please check them out. Go to your local dealer. Demand to see it, and uh, they will hook you up with the latest and greatest from those guys. The FR5 boot, mid-level boot, dual hinge boot. Uh, it fits in a nice price range as well. Maxis.com, MXST tire out now, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Maxis makes great motorcycle tires. They make great trailer tires. They make great mountain bike tires. They make great light truck tra- tires. Lots of things from Maxis uh, that is great in the terms of rubber. Maxis.com, everybody. Please check them out at Alpine Stars. Alpine Stars protects. It's that simple. The Tech 10 boot, the most advanced boot in motocross today. The A1 chest protector that goes underneath your jersey that uh, many, many riders who aren't even sponsored by A-Stars run. Uh, in the pits every each and every weekend. Thanks to Alpine Stars. Please check them out. And uh, yeah, most of all, thanks to you guys for listening. Appreciate it. So Weimer was in town doing a motocross school, and I got him over here one night to uh, yeah, just kind of rap about a bunch of subjects, including uh, him hanging up the boots and uh, what's next for him. And we talk about different perceptions of being pro racing, being a pro racer, and uh, and much more. So yeah, all right. Here's Jake. And now in studio on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars, 250 Supercross champion, Motocross and Nations champion, factory rider forever, just hung up the boots, Jake Weimer. What's up? Yo, 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 yo. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you're doing a motocross school at Western Raceway. Yep. Um, you've done some schools with RV before, yep. right? You were like yep. a guest instructor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did one of your own up in Idaho. Yep. You want to do more or what kind of what i mean a lot of you guys retired greats do these schools yeah um i don't have a descriptive plan but yeah i'll do more um it gives us something to do and it's what we know and mm-hmm. what we've done our whole lives so it's just something easy and easy in the sense that we know what we're talking about and yeah. and something to occupy your time and you know it's and it's not even just the two days you know it's i've when i've put together these camps you know it takes a couple months of not not every day but it takes some time to plan and get things sorted out and 
get sponsors like Pulp MX and yeah, I was on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, so I'm basically made you do this podcast because that's that's the fee. Yeah, I, I paid for dinner for the for the uh, you did for the students. That was nice of you. Uh, how'd my how'd I look? How'd my form look? How'd how'd I, how'd I do out there? I I I saw you sitting on the side more than on the track. Right. I so I analyzing. R- right, yeah. really soaking it in. Yes. So yes, I didn't I didn't get a ton of visual of uh-huh. you actually riding. <laughs> um it was awesome though when I gave the big speech about these corners and this and that uh-huh. and sent everybody out yeah. and you're like the third guy and I'm standing right there and you messed it oh, up and I? you just looked at me and like <laughs> shaking your head. <laughs> I, I mean, I just threw that corner up so badly, but the next time I hit it perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Next time perfect. I was good. Um, you said, Hey, every, yeah, I just, I mean, I could not have the back end kicked out. My leg <laughs> fall, f- flew out. It was terrible. Um, and then, so you rode today, you hadn't ridden for five months, you said? Or yeah, well, but I actually I forgot I rode a little bit at my camp, which I think was in August, I believe in Idaho. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I did ride a little bit um, there. Um, so technically, I guess that was the last time I rode. Okay. But before that, I think it was May was the yeah. Last so time I when a guy like you, who's super duper fast, doesn't ride for that long or has one ride in five months, let's say or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, does it, is it, but when you get started, I mean, do you go through the things that us normal guys go through where, uh, you just got to get caught up in the, your arms pump up, your hands hurt, you, 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 you take some time to get used to it or anything like, or is it just, you know what? It's weird because I was actually, I packed a gear bag to come. Um, and so when I was suiting up, I was like, man, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah. Man. Okay. You know, like, yeah. Oh, I don't. Right. I'm t- sitting here telling these guys what to do and how to do it, but <laughs> I haven't ridden in so long. What if I can't even do it? But literally, yeah. as soon as the wheels touch the yeah. dirt and yeah. um, you go over the first jump, then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. fine. But I did, the first time I, I rode a couple different times today, the first time I rode, I did get arm pump did bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just in my throttle hand, but... After that, I was fine. Yeah. It's just, I was watching you and I'm like, yeah, he looks as fast as ever. You're scrubbing. You're kind of yeah, turning the bike, you know. Which yeah. is weird because I did, I was suiting up and I did have those thoughts like, geez, I haven't ridden in a long time. <laughs> and, you and, know. And so you jump on my bike, don't adjust the bars. Mm-hmm. You have no idea about the tires. You don't know what gearing's on it. You, you know, like, and I'm, and I'm like. And you, well, you banged my clutch lever. Yeah, uh, I did up, bang up. it up because right, I couldn't even right, reach right. it. That's the way we do it in, in the <laughs> 80s. But no, but so I was thinking like you immediately jumped all the jumps. Okay, and they're not big jumps, but yep. for me, they are or whatever. Mm-hmm. For me, I like if I go out there, I just roll those things right. to start. Right. Maybe I maybe check out the wind and you know what I mean? And you, and you just go, you're, 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 you're. Yeah. and I'm just like, there's, there's, the, there's the guy that, you know, that's the skill you have on a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I think anybody that's... I mean, you literally had never ridden a bike before, like my bike or anything, knew nothing about it. No, no, no. <laughs> but when you do this long enough yeah. and devote your entire life to it, yeah. um, you know, like I said, as I was suiting up, I was really like, yeah. man, is this a good idea? Because I'm telling people what to do. What if I make yeah. myself look like an idiot? Whatever. Right. But literally, as soon as I got on the track... And went over the first jump, mm-hmm. second. Oh, yep. yeah, we're good. I'm fine. But I think, you know, I've been golfing a little bit, and it's just <laughs> that's what's – I can understand it being so frustrating I because I go, I yeah. almost left my golf clubs at the course 
two days ago. Um, <laughs> so you are go- for golf is for you is what motocross is for guys like me. Yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, right. I'm I, I I'm guessing. Yeah, but it is frustration and very yeah. frustrating. But what people don't understand because a couple of people made comments today like. You haven't ridden in months and you come out here and, you know, yeah. you can ride like that. And I'm like, but you don't understand that I devoted my life <laughs> yeah. from for 20 years yeah. to being the best that I could yep. possibly be. And you you don't forget. I'm sure right. it will yeah. does fade at some point. Yeah. You're not. But yeah. today, I mean, I still feel good. Right. I can. I feel good on a bike and and I love it. Today was so fun cuz yeah. I I've been itching to ride but I don't have a bike right now but I've been Well, how about you reaching that wallet that you all those millions you've made and Well, I got I got to be careful, Steve. You can't just go throwing <laughs> money around. <laughs> um so it's been a couple months since you retired, I guess. Uh any regrets, any thoughts about it? any sitting there late at night or or you know like say okay, so in 2 days from now you, will you be laying there with your wife and be like, I felt pretty good. <laughs> like, you know, what, any thoughts of that or at all? You know, yeah, thoughts, not daily, but, yep. you know, and by the time the announcement or that I announced that I was going to retire from racing, um, you know, I'd have thought about it a long yeah. time before that. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't and, like you just woke up and decided it. Yeah. Yeah. And then even today, like you said, I mean, I haven't ridden in a long time and I'm like, geez, I felt pretty good. But I still am like, you know, you you think about that, but I've never been like, man, did I make the right decision? I made the right decision 100% straight up and down. I mean, yes, I've had, I'll be watching a race or whatever and be like, man, that, you know, that'd be kind of cool. But no, I'm, I'm good. I, I do have desire to, you know, race some races, but yeah, not... You, you told me that. You, you told me that you think you'll race. You'll yes, race again. World I will. Bets, Loretta's... Whatever it something. may be. Local yeah. races, uh, 125 Dream Race, sure. whatever it yeah. may be. Maybe Red Bull straight, or the Straight Rhythm mm-hmm. next year yep. um, on a two-stroke. That looked fun to me. Yep. Um, so, whatever. I will race. Well, I'll um, claim you right now as Pulp Max. Team Pulp Max next year. Well, you're going to have to save some money. Jesus, here we go. Um, So yeah, yeah, dirt bikes will be like yeah, yeah. And I, I I honestly, I still love it, and that's what's that's exciting for me. Just because I've always, it wasn't just something I was good at. So I just was like, well, I guess I'll do this. Like I legitimately. No, you weren't really like a, f- a, a phenom, a kid who like you talked no. about, like this naturally talented kid. I think I was like pretty like natural on a bike you know not in the sense of like a james stewart but just in the sense that i kind of easily could ride a motorcycle but what was hard for me was to be really good at it yeah i could ride decent with not even thinking about it but to be really good was really difficult um yeah it's interesting you you must be flipping through social media too a little bit and you see the boot camp stuff and you're like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> Just you know keep what? Scrolling. <laughs> I don't. I never. I mean, I wouldn't say never. I didn't mind that stuff. Right. I never got too hung up on the workout side of things, or, or I never really got hung up on the physical side of things. Whether mm-hmm. it was doing motos or yeah. the boot camp. I mean, yes, there was days, but in general, right. I was fine with all that. Um, so, but I mean, just for fun, am I gonna go? through all that right now no yeah, i mean yeah 
No, uh, I, no. I, I mean, that's the part that people don't see that you're like, yeah, I'm not, I don't miss that. I'm not ready for that. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know that I was jumping up and down in the mornings doing backflips <laughs> ready to get on my road bike or go yeah. to the gym and do 100 burpees, but, um, but I did it, and it didn't really seem yeah. that big of a deal to me. Uh, I was hanging out with you today with the students and everything else and i must have heard you take about three questions about alden baker and his program yeah you get that a lot um i don't know if i'd say I a think lot people think but it's some sort of mystical magical training center i mean alden's had some incredible riders and he's won so yeah. many titles but i mean i've talked to you and Baggett and rv mm-hmm. and all the and guys are uh, zacko and i mean dunge dunge said one time that um, he thought he did less when he joined Alden Baker's program than what he was doing. I mean, it's just one, but people would just want to know that's, I don't know if they think that you guys are getting juiced up in the morning. <laughs> well, I, that definitely didn't happen. I probably could have used it, but <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. But um, you know what I mean? It's a sense of, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no magic to any of this. Um, I think that a lot of it is just structure and repetition is how you get better. Yeah. Um, at riding a motorcycle on any level, really, if you think about it, mm-hmm. repetition and consistency, yep. you know, every day, what, even if you're not riding every day, but every yep. time you're on the bike, we're, you know, having a program and, yeah. and that meaning that you're not just going out there to ride, you're focused on something and you have, um, a goal in mind yeah. that you're focused and, and on for that. It's, it's the way he staggers you guys and, and keeps track of everything. And, and that's, yeah. that's a goal to either be ahead of the dude back or catch the guy or yeah. you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, it, it's a lot of things. It's, it's getting your schedule on Sunday and knowing exactly what you're doing from Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just one example food, diet, sleep, training, yeah. riding, yeah stretching whatever it you know there's yeah. so many variables that go into all of it and there is no magic wand there's no magic trainer there's no magic yeah um there's just not a lot of magic it's truly a lot of hard work is what mm. makes it work and some people are a little more talented than others and you know can make it work a little bit easier maybe yeah. or, but at the end of the day especially at this day and age um you know people work hard yeah yeah. and you know that means a lot of laps that means a lot of gym time stretching um just sacrifice diet i don't even like saying diet because you're not on a diet you're you're on a i don't know what you'd call it an eating plan you know you're not dieting but you're just it's a lifestyle and it's you truly you got to be in it yeah um do you think, looking back on it, when you left uh, Alden, you went back to Randy Lawrence, or back to him? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, back yeah. to him. Um, one of the things I remember talking to you about was you thought you needed more time on the bike. Mm-hmm. And, and I've talked to other people, one of them may or may, or may not be Tim Ferry, mm-hmm. and he also was like, man, you, ra- you race a motorcycle. Yeah. That's what you do. You yeah. should ride a motorcycle a lot. Yeah. Uh, you need bicycling, you need weights, and you need all that, but you... Now, it's hard to argue with Alden's track record, don't right. get me wrong, but... Do you think they, that? Do you think riding a bike is is maybe not as important to Alden as it should be? Riding your motorcycle. Um, I don't know. I don't want to speak on his behalf. Um, I'll play devil's advocate and say that it's going to be difficult for him to shuffle. Um, you know his 
his top guys, mm-hmm. quote unquote, yeah. um, and then meet the needs of somebody that's in a different scenario. Okay. Um, you know, beyond that, I don't really know what to say. That I think that's what I think. I think that's what I think um, <laughs> is that it would be tough to shuffle. You know, when you've got a few guys that are all in different scenarios and there's only so much time in a day, how do you, yep. you know, yep. cater to every single person? Yep. Um, I don't know how Anderson, Marvin, who already don't like each other, Webb and Marv, who already don't like each other, although they've they've made nice. We had Coop on the show last week. And yeah. He well, said they don't that. have a choice. And, and, and Osborne, who's just likes everybody. But yeah. That's an interesting dynamic to me. Yeah, it is. Week, and, I mean, and a lot of different personalities too. I mean, last year everyone, you know, in the in the in the Marvin Anderson thing said everything's fine, but Jason wasn't. They weren't even riding together. Right, right. They weren't even riding together. You know, right. like so you add Coop to this mix, and and Coop was really cool in the show. He said, "Hey, I'm not that guy right now. Yeah. I'm not a championship guy." Right. I told Marv that you're the you know you're the guy. I'm here to just, and I'm like, wow, okay, but. Saying that, and then in, in mid-February when you're gunning for the guy, like that's a different thing. So I, that's going to be really interesting to me. Things change quickly in this sport. <laughs> um, you know, you get a good month under your belt, and you're feeling pretty pretty uh-huh. good about yourself, and, you know, egos get involved, and you're seeing each other every day. And, yep. um, yeah. I, could, I couldn't believe Anderson took out Marv like a couple of times. I'm just like, Wow. Yeah. Like. I remember the one in Oakland. <laughs> yeah. Was there another one? Yeah. There was one in practice. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't see that then. Yeah. Oakland was the one where he. I saw, I saw the, that one. Right, yeah. 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 I uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Monday was a good time. Oh, I bet. Uh, Jake Weimer here in studio, uh, Fly Racing, Racer X podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Uh, you moving to moving Idaho? Yeah, to. yeah, yeah, working looking, on working yeah. on it right now. Um, you know, there's still trying to figure all this out and figure out exactly, you know, what the grand master plan is. But yeah, trying to work on that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, move back home. I have some business stuff there that I'd like to be there for. Um, you know, at least for a good a, mm-hmm. a, a little while, a couple years. Um, you know, but I'd still spend some time i'll still spend a little bit of time in in california and i'd still like to you know go to some races and still be involved a little bit um but yeah everything's still just trying to figure it all out right now but like i said um that's uh yeah that's what i'm working on um all right let's let's look ahead to the season here so jason anderson's the champion yep eli tomac won a lot of races yeah marv missed a race won some races uh and ken roxon didn't win a race but looked pretty good until he got hurt again uh certainly i think he got past in the last lap but one of them um let's start with anderson number one plate only won four races i think last year um what do you think he impressed me for sure this year uh i knew he would be good I think what impressed me the most is how smart he raced the series. Mm-hmm. I think that's what impressed me the most. Um, it's hard to kind of say, well, he only won four races because in my mind, he had control of the championship pretty early on. Round two. Yeah. Yep. And from that point, if 
you know, they're going to do the best they can to not think about that, especially at round two, three, four, yeah. five, you know, until you're getting to 10 or maybe further. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that weighs on you and you're going to race for a title. I mean, you know in your mind that this is, you yeah. know, I can lose some battles, yeah. but I need to win the war. Yeah. I'm in position to win the war. So I was impressed with just how smart he managed the whole thing yep. and being able to, you know, ride a smart race and take a third, you know, 10 seconds back or whatever it would have been. Yeah. Um, and then the next weekend, he'd give it an honest effort again. Mm-hmm. And if it was there, he'd take it. If not, yep. um, what are you doing I, with your phone? I, I, Siri keeps coming on. I don't know why. Siri just keeps coming on? Yeah, I don't understand. I just got this thing yesterday. And Siri just I, asks you what's up? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so that that's my thoughts on Anderson. Um, so I, so I, I have to believe that... Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's going to be any easier, but you know you have to assume that he's going to be in the fight. Yeah, uh, maybe he, and maybe I mean obviously circumstances dictate what's going to happen. Maybe he's like, you know what, I got a title. I'm going to go for it a bit more this year. I already won my first one, and I got to show these guys what's up. And I I'm going to let loose that. a little bit. I wouldn't think that. You know? I mean, okay. if it. If if a winning recipe earns you a 450 Supercross title, I yep. don't know why just, you would just, okay. change that. Yeah, yeah. Unless you needed to, I felt you like, know, if the yeah. first couple rounds don't go that well for him, then yeah, I'm sure you're going to see some feet flying yeah. off the pegs, and he's <laughs> probably going to go for it a little right, more. Right, right, right. Uh, Eli Tomac, what in the hell? <laughs> like, this is the strangest guy We've seen in a long time. I mean, it's not even Stu because Stu was crash or win. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's sort of like Stu, but I feel like Stu had higher highs and lower lows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Eli, yeah, Eli, somewhere in the middle. But right. I mean, there, look, he should be a two-time Supercross champion, a hundred percent. That that's the bottom line. He won nine last year, and I don't know how many this this past year. Nine the year before. Yeah, I think it was right around the same. I, don't I think know it was exactly, nine. Yeah, but. I think it was. Um, he just just the stuff, the mistakes. Yeah, I mean, for as fast as he is, I mean, he there's no way. You know, he knows why he's lost those last two titles. Yeah. You know, you would sure think. Yeah. And I'm sure he's had 50 people in his ear telling him about it, too. Right. Um, Do you think... I mean, it's hard to believe. I always... Sport's pretty mental, as you know. Oh, yeah. Um, But this is a guy who's won his amateur... His whole amateur career. He's won a 250 National Championship, 250 Supercross Championship, 450 Motocross Championship. I mean, is is it mental with him? Is is this mental? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, the the crash at Anaheim, I think, was just honestly just just a fluke, just yeah. a not a fluke, but just a mess up, just a yeah, he lost traction coming out of a small mess up that that cost him a lot. Um, seems like. I think one thing he could help himself out with is he's a little inconsistent with his starts. His speed is crazy, mm-hmm. um, but his starts are a little up and down, which being that good and that fast, 
Um, yeah. If he could just plateau that a little bit, um, I think that would make a difference. Um, yeah, he he's a tough one because you know his speed is is clearly yeah. you know incredible, um, and it's just weird because the. Like I said, that mistake at Anaheim that yeah. cost him a ton was just a small mistake, and it, that's mm-hmm. one that's that that one's tough for me. I, I I mean, I'm sure you've asked a lot of people, and um, that one's pretty tough to nail down. Uh, yeah, you're telling me. Um, yeah, I I I I don't know if he puts too much pressure on himself too a little bit. He's pretty tightly wound. I don't know how well you know Eli. I do not know him. Yeah, at he's all. pretty tightly wound. Um. And I think he may get worse when the pressure's on him a little bit, you know? And and that kind of makes you make mistakes a little bit. I don't know. It's just hard because if you look at some mistakes in the past, some of those were not pressure cooker situations. Mm-hmm. Um, Anaheim won this, you know, 2018. That, yeah. I mean, there yeah. he had a big lead. He was good. He was, you know, I can't yeah, how, believe no he pressure, was feeling right, pressure right. then. Yeah. yeah, he was gone. Yeah, yeah so... I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, Marvin Muscan, uh, not very good in the whoops compared to the other guys. Hired DV to be a riding coach. I'm pretty sure job number one for DV, who was good in the whoops, mm-hmm. is going to get Marv to be better in whoops. Um, that's really Marv's weakness. That's yep. really it. I mean, he's yep. he's a little, he's timid out there. Like, let's face it. He's not, you know, he can get pushed around. We saw that a few times over the years. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, technically wise, he's got it all except for the whoops. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, before you went into all that, that was the only thing that I would say is that he's... Is well, it weird for to be an elite guy and have a weakness like that? A major weakness like that? Like, I don't remember. I guess Alessi was the last major guy that had a weakness like that? Yeah. I mean, Mike was never on Marv's level even, though. The only thing that's weird to me about it is that if I'm in that situation and I know I can win a title, if I can just fix this one mm-hmm. issue, yep. I would like to be able to sit here and tell you that you would either see me, you're either going to see me get fast in the whoops uh-huh. or you're going to see me crash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause, yeah, cause I know that that's yeah. where I'm getting beat. Right. Um, but other than that, there's not. Um, that is the chink in the armor. Apparently, Tony dressed Mike up in all football gear one time and sent him through whoops a bunch. <laughs> this has been documented. People saw this. That's pretty awesome. So, I did that one the first time I tried to drop in on a skateboard ramp. Really? Yeah. You had all gear on. Yeah, and I needed it because I <laughs> crashed. Uh, Ken Roxon, uh, bad injuries, obviously. We all know about that. Came back last year. Didn't get a win, came damn close in Supercross, and then you know got involved with Coop, and yeah. that was a dumb thing on both of their parts for sure. That yeah. that incident. Um, can he ever get back to Kenny Roxon, fastest guy in the world? I think if anybody can, it would be Kenny. Okay. Um, I mean, I I I know the severity of his injuries, and I'm impressed that I'm impressed with Kenny of the fact that he knows what his speed was and where he was compared to the rest Mm -hmm. and that all year 
he didn't give up. Like he would take his second, yep. he would take his third, yep. he'd take his fourth, whatever it may be. But next weekend he would show up every time and keep trying. So that tells me that he's he's going to try. He's not going to roll over. And with Kenny's mentality, uh, if someone can do it, it'll be him. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's possible. Yeah. Be be a great comeback. It would. Yeah. Be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, if he doesn't get hurt, he probably wins the Supercross title that year, and you know, I mean, all that. Right. His his whole career could be different. Yeah. He was that good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was. Um, and he still is. I don't yeah. I don't want to say that. But, but I mean, definitely. It, it definitely took I a toll just, I mean, on him. The and, injuries just brought him down to those guys' level now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's how, how good he was. Yeah. Um, okay, so something that is interesting is Aaron Plessinger, Zach Osborne, Joey Savacci all jumping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, 450 guys now. Uh, we just saw Savacci, who... Basically gave the win to Tomac in that Monster Cup. Um, you were, you've been in this position, Supercross champion, uh, uh, Plessinger and Osborne were, and full, full-time full 450 factory guy. It's a long-ass season, isn't it, Jake? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I mean, in my – when I did that, jump from the 250 to 450 – I don't really have a lot of ex- experience or be able to speak on it exactly because – I went through the whole off season. Everything was good. I felt that I was pretty solid. And then yeah. a week or two weeks yeah. or something. It felt like, it felt like days. It felt like yeah, days. Yeah, it wasn't long. Yeah. Um, I don't remember exactly, but it was not, it was quick. Uh, right before Anaheim won, I broke my arm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I only raced two, I think two supercrosses that year. So I had a whole outdoor season to kind of get the 450 deal, kind of feel it out. So essentially my second year on a 450 was the first yeah, year I did. Right. So but anyway, they yeah. they've been there. I mean, AP champion, Osborne champion, Savachi. Who it'll be races. it'll be yeah. interesting to see what Savachi does. Um he did good at Monster Cup. Um I thought he looked really good, good on the bike. I thought he rode it well. Um but it'll be interesting to see, like you said, the the long haul for the 17 rounds um, coming off his 250 year, which was not as good as some of his previous mm-hmm. 250 years, yep. um, which I don't know Savachi and I don't really know his camp. Um, I don't know. I mean, this year, exactly what was going on there. I mean, because previous years he was, you yeah. know, wins. Yep. Fighting for wins. Fighting for titles. What was it? Yep. What year was it when he won like the first four or five outdoors and motos yeah. in a row? Yep. Um, and this year, you know, he was off from that. So I don't know what was going on there or what that was about. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do, um, you know, in the 17 rounds and mm-hmm. and then going into yep. outdoors. When you think back to your second year, your first full year, did the grind get to you a little bit in the second year or yeah, just full-time 450 guy. Just, you're just like, here we go. Like, um, it's been a little while ago now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really recall the grind getting to me too much. And I think it's probably for a couple reasons. One, 
I stayed healthy the whole year. Mm -hmm. I didn't really deal with anything. And two, I did pretty well. Yep. You know, my results were pretty good, so I was having a good year, so it was fun. Yeah. Because I was doing keep well. The, keep the ball rolling. Yeah, right. so it. I don't ever remember feeling like that, that it was tough. I did have those years later on when it was like I had a shoulder that was banged up mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing very good, and I definitely had those years, and I think it to either have that or not really comes down to those two things if you're healthy yeah. and you're not dealing with yeah. stuff you don't want to deal with and it's a pain and it's causing issues and if you're doing well um if you're even if you're healthy and you're just really sucking man it <laughs> it turns into a grind i mean i i have to think Coop, cooper webb again brought him up um now he he only finished one out of the four series on a yamaha in a 450 class but he got paid a lot of money mm -hmm. and he was supposed to be a guy I would have to think a guy like Coop was just like, oh, this is sucks. I'm not doing well. I'm supposed to do well. Uh, it's not working out, and I got to get back on this plane. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that was tough for him. I mean, and, right. and beyond getting paid the money, which I do think is a factor, um, and being hired to kind of be the yeah. guy, yeah. beyond that, he just came off winning a bunch of titles. Um you know, a handful of titles on a light spike. Mm -hmm. And so you go from feeling like you're head honcho yeah. to really struggling. And, and I like Coop. I know Coop personally. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see, you know, if this change helps him. Um, and even bike-wise or team-wise, I don't know. But sometimes just you need change. You know, he's, he did – how many years did he do in lights? Three? Uh, I think four. Four? Yeah. So four there, two on the 450. So yeah. six years at Yamaha, and and he was working with some of those guys as an amateur. Yeah, and and, last... and Swanee and his property and like that yep. all was the same. Yep. Yeah. So you know it could be good for him and just kind of hit the reset button and just start over. Right. Um. And it's good for him that he's in that situation that he can mm -hmm. transfer to another good team and hit that reset yep. button rather than losing a factory ride right. and having to hit that reset button. Uh, out of Osborne and Plessis, Drew, and Savachi, do you have a guy that you that you like out of those three to do better or anything? Or do you have a somebody that you, you know, you're a fan of? Um, I mean, I don't want to talk speaking fan-wise. Well, okay, I mean, well, whatever. But... You know, AP's pretty tall and lanky. Osborne's short. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and people... I think it can make a difference. I don't think it has to. Okay. Um, I definitely think that the teams and this... You know, I shouldn't even say this day and age. I'm sure that this stuff went on yeah. 70s, 80s, 90s. But... They can get Osborne comfortable. I don't worry about that. Um, honestly, it's, you know, just based on this year, you know, you have, you'd have to think that AP would be really strong. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I feel like it would be ignorant, ignorant of me to not think that Osborne would be solid. Yeah. Yeah, Osborne's work ethic and, and it's sort of his second chance on his and career. I, and I think been... his mentality. Yeah. You know, and I think he's 
in a good stage in life, you know, he's, I don't know him personally, Mm -hmm. um, but I have to believe that his home life is good or I don't think he would have had the success that he's had the last couple of years. Your Siri again is. And I, and I put it on airplane mode. (laughs) I'm turning it off. I don't understand. How does that happen? I don't know. This is a good, making good podcast though. I really don't get it. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulp MX-18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing high-performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulp MX-18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. So you're, you're, you're a Chris Kiefer theory believer. Happy home life equals good results on the track. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean... It definitely helps right. for sure. Right. Um, Chalk went up to Kiefer, who believes in that. His whole thing with Barsha was that he he found you know a chick that was solid, and and now he's doing better because he found this chick and a good relationship. He's not out there trying to bang a bunch of whores. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know him that well to no, know. No, me neither. But yeah, uh, yeah, but just, but I, yeah, I do think that to really. I think that you can perform on Saturday being a complete shit show. <laughs> J-Law yeah, showed us that. But to do it consistently and mm-hmm. week in, week out, I be- there's right. got to be consistency, comfort, yeah. and some stability to maintain yeah. performing Saturday nights. Um, and then Savachi, you know, with his performance at Monster Cup, good starts, um, rode the bike good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. it to say where are they gonna be? Oh, well, I'm not. I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, if you're gonna, if you want to become a, so what's your question? You asked me guy, about him. You know, what you 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 asked me about him, but what is your what is your question? Do you favor one guy over the other two as far as uh, you know, performance wise, and and having success on a 450? If I had to pick one over the three that I would think would do better. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, if you want to be in the media game, Weimer, this is stuff you got to deal with. I know. With. It just sucks stepping on people's toes. No one listens to this shit. Yeah, they do. No, no That's one why you just bought this mansion here in Vegas. <laughs> it's mansion. Yeah, it's a mansion. <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> Full of Bassett's. So that's all it is. Just for the we masses. got more room for them, yeah. Right. Um, all right. Listen. Um, what about you? What do you think that one of them? I think Plessinger indoors and Osborne outdoors. Osborne's outdoor game is strong. You know. 
Yeah. That's I just feel that way, but I, I don't know. I'll tell you what. What? You're going to know real quick in the first couple rounds. I think in my experience, I think you're going to have a glimpse at mm-hmm. A1. Yep. And they could, any three of them could change that around. Watch them in the whoops. All right. And I think whatever guy on the 450 that's better in the whoops, he right. will be the better out of the three. Okay. What do you, switching topics here, what do you see in the media or on Rodgers' Instagrams that just make you shake your head? I don't even specific examples, but just I, of, of people and media people, but things you read on social media or on the internet in media companies about riders or teams or oh the sport. Oh my God, where do you start? Okay, well, give me a few examples. What do you just think is just a load of crap? Um, Trust the process? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I chuckle every time I see it. Yes. But that is I, true. I do that today. Hashtag I trust the process. It, I yeah. saw it. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. I, I can't think of a, a specific example, like mm-hmm. word for word, but I think something that you see a lot is people are so quick to write people off. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and whether whether their sponsors or manufacturers throw them to the curb or not yeah but fans in general and media do you think media is that i don't way? know i'm just asking uh, uh, no i don't okay. feel that i've F- seen media that way um fans are though oh my gosh yeah like and one thing that's another thing that i just shake my head at is just and i deal with this when I go home, you know, cause family friends yeah. that, that don't know the ins and outs and they're like, well, how's this guy? How's that guy? Right. I don't like this guy. How's he? Right. One thing, and people are so judgmental about a person and their personality. Okay. Well, let me put you on the podium at Anaheim one yeah. with 60,000 people and you've got 20 seconds <laughs> and your heart rates to, 140 or whatever to yeah, let these yeah, people right. know who you are and if they like you or not right, right. go. Yeah. Like, yeah, I understand. And that's just how it goes. And some people are going to like certain people and not care for others. And that's fine. But to really have a strong, yeah, foul opinion yeah. about somebody because well, of their 20 seconds that's, on the podium. That's I Savachi just, right now. I get yeah. I get people on my social that just cannot stand Joey from his podium interviews. And I'm defending him. I don't think Joey really likes me. I think he wants to light me on fire mm-hmm. for things I've written about him, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'll defend him on that. Like, dude, you don't know him. You can't just don't worry about his podium speeches. Yeah, I mean... And I've gotten a lot of flack myself over the years. Um, yeah, you, your flack is that you complain or you yeah. whine about the job or something. Or yeah, whatever. which yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even exactly sure what that means. I don't know either. But, but, um, but that's your that's your thing that people said, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. that uh, Weiner, Jake Weiner. Um, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have put that on the back of your pants. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's... And we see these things... Um, social media and you know we see him we we know what's going on but you know 
just relax folks like <laughs> you know it's it like i said it's tough to really how do you let people know yeah. who you are yeah in 20 30 seconds yeah. plus you are legally bound to to plug some certain oh, yeah. people yeah. that are yeah. paying your, yeah, Jeff your Fox bills at Thor. or whoever i'm not right. going to name examples right. but i'm just saying um so you have a handful of things that you seriously you're legally you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah, do this yeah. so now you've gone from 20 seconds to <laughs> if you did it quick now you've got 10 right so I'm yeah. just saying, and, yeah. and I'm exaggerating. I don't no, know exact but numbers. You're just but saying people back it down. Yeah, and and you know, I I've caught myself doing that too. And you know, oh, I don't care for this guy because what he says on the podium or whatever. And yeah. there are guys but. that I do not like their podium speeches, but I may know them personally, and I'm like, well, no, he's right. actually a pretty good dude. Yeah. Or what? But some people are good on a mic. Some people yeah. aren't. Um, some people get super worked up after a race yeah. and their heart rates through the moon. And, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you know what got, you know, guys that I've had problems with that don't like me or I'm not a fan. Three of them come to mind, Josh Grant, Josh Hansen and Anderson, right? That you're not a fan of, or they I, don't like you. They don't like me. And I'm not necessarily a fan of it for certain reasons. And here's why I'm not a fan of these guys, because I don't like guys. And I, those are three guys that not all the time, but will go out of their way to park somebody in practice or uh, or or they can't seem to get by a guy without making it a little bit dirtier. Grant in his Geico days. I mean, how many people did Josh Grant, you know, put down in 250 class, right? Like over and over and over. And and, and Hanson also just couldn't seem to pass people clean and in practice he'd take out three-digit privateers and you're just like so th- those are guys that I've always had problems with uh, myself. That I'm like, that's a dick move. That's a yeah. dick move. I'm going to call you out on it. It's not cool. Just race. And there can be contact, but let- you have to put the extra icing on it. And you know what I mean when, you know, when guys do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but for you and dirty riding, are you a guy like me? You were never that way. But were you- are, you- are you in my mindset? Or are you like, hey, you don't understand, Mathis. This is just racing and sometimes shit goes wrong. I think there's... Like, do you look at things on the super cross track and go, oh, like, what do you mean? Like, on the super oh, like, track? you know, things now you're watching now as Jake Wander like now. passes and yeah, where you're like, oh boy. Yeah. But I mean, I always have. And I mean, I've, I was never a dirty rider. No, I had some instances, you know, when yeah. some on purpose, some on accident, but in general, yeah. I was not that way. Um, but so you're not just a rough rough riding is supercross and 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 Mathis you're being a baby. No, I don't think so. Right. Um you know because a lot of it you know when they build these tracks and it's not their fault. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that, but the way some of these tracks are built, you know, if I'm leading and someone's, you know, half a second behind me on my tail, mm-hmm. And the fastest line is to go wide in this corner and triple out. Like there's, I, I believe, and that's, you're never going to regulate this because it's absolutely impossible, but I do believe at some point, dirty, clean, whatever, put that aside. At some point, it's a respect to me. Yeah. And it's like, 
if you're just flat out faster than me and I'm holding you up and I'm purposely holding you up mm -hmm. and you want to get rough with me and I end up on the ground, then I'm going to be like, well, yeah, oh, okay. I get right, it. Right, I get it. Right. But if it's like, no, bro, like I just went by you and you completely just botched the entire section yeah. to completely clean my clock. Right. I have a problem with yeah. that because that, that's just zero respect. I, and I think that's where I agree. And that's where I've seen Anderson and Hanson and, and Grant over the years, not always, people who are listening, calm down. I've seen them do that where they just do things out to, to do that to guys. And I'm like, really? Uh, I've seen a lot of people do it over the yeah. years and it happens and it, it's, you know, yeah. There's people that I like that I've seen do stuff like that, and I'm just, you know, yeah. I choose not to be that way. Yep. Um, it, um, it would be easy at times, but I just... And I'm also a believer in, you know, I'm going to see that guy next Saturday. Yeah. And what if <laughs> I'm leading the main event, and I come to lap this guy, and he's like, nah, nah. Not going to happen, right. Like, I, so I, I always believe to try and keep it cool and where do you where do you come down on the dude who basically pivots and just goes to the exit of the corner and is hoping that he catches your front tire and he can bounce off of yeah you i'm going, not cool with right him. right i'm not yeah, cool with him i'm the same way i would <laughs> rather fist fight him in the parking lot right right i i i, I don't see whether how, i win or lose i still want to to me fight if him. you're not going in the direction of the motorcycle yes track, we got, right. we got a problem. We got a problem. We got a problem. That's that's the bottom line. Yes. Uh, Jake Wyman here on the Fly Racing Racer X uh, podcast show presented by uh, Maxis and uh, Alpine Stars. Uh, lots of things to still talk to you about, Jake. Um, first of all, um, when you were peak Jake Weimer, so Cowie, podium guy in Supercross, some outdoors, making a we're shit just gonna ton of money. Skip the championship, the winning race part. No, because I. I mean that's a that's 250 class. I mean, I know. Yeah, it okay. just bumps me out that you just blow by all that. Nah, nah, nah. I, I mean, uh, I mean 450. Class. I don't get offended. Man's, man's I, class. I don't get offended. Move on. Okay. I've always said, like the championship that I have the least amount of respect for, and I have a lot of respect for, it, but a 250 regional Supercross title, like, like it's awesome. It's cool, but. You know, you, you want to talk about 250 motocross? You want to win motocross races and 450 supercross races? You're doing something. Now I'm like tip of the cap. No, I'm with. Because I mean, they, I get it. The history of guys who have won 125 slash 250 supercross races is a lot. I get so, it. Yeah. I'm just saying that in a regional, like, you have very minimal to no room for. Yeah. Mistakes. Mistakes. Yeah. But, but anyway. But, but anyway, yeah, you won I nationals yeah. and you podium nationals. And yeah. So anyways, was there a point where you, and I don't think, maybe, this, maybe it's a dumb question, but was there a point where you had to like check yourself a little bit where you thought your lifestyle or the way your ego was or the way you had turned was a little off of who you are as a person who we all know to be humble, grounded, nice guy, funny, Jake Weimer? Did you ever get wrapped up into things where you're like, oh, man. Oh. And maybe it doesn't apply. I don't maybe, know. Maybe a little bit, but nothing to where I was like, you know, sitting on a chair with my head in my hands like, oh, my gosh, I need to figure my life out. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, 
but that's a you're walking a tightrope because I think in order to to not in all cases but but in maybe in all cases <laughs> I think in order to show up on Saturday and perform at a high high level yeah I believe that there's got to be a certain part of you that feels pretty damn yeah, good about I yourself 100% agree yep um how are you going to go out there and, and ride like you're the man if, yeah. you, if you're like, oh, that guy's pretty good? And, and yeah, yeah. So I I don't know that I would say that I ever I, – I hope not. I hope that I wasn't cocky mm-hmm. towards people or, you know, because I really made an effort not to be. And I'm sure someone out there got that impression from someone me. Someone didn't get an autograph from you one time. and Yeah, yeah and I right. really tried to not put that impression, but – I mean, yeah, I think there was maybe a couple times where it was like, you know, settle down, big fella. (laughs) You know, you could, you know, you're just ease up a notch and not in the sense of, you know, maybe my lifestyle. You weren't Scarface with like nouns of coke or nothing. No, 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 but but just in my head thinking I was, you know, and maybe... You know, at the time, I even like noticed Ferry getting like that a little bit. Like, I like think I everybody just, does yeah, a just, little bit. And he's a good friend of mine. I know yeah. him for you know, and I noticed a couple of times in Yamaha days where I'm like, "Come on, Red Dog, yeah, come, yeah, come yeah. On. you know, you just blew that guy off, or or you said this comment about something, you know, or, yeah, or like your room wasn't ready at the hotel, or you know, things like that. Where you're yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, that I would right. I would put myself and and not even anything extreme, but I right. mean. I can't even think of a specific example, but I definitely remember at times, you know, feeling pretty dang good about myself. Yeah, really, right? Yeah. Um, look, I got to ask you, you've asked everybody that's come in, especially guys like yourself that have real racing experience, what the hell happened at the Motocross the Nations? Mm. And you were on a winning team. Not much. Dude, they didn't even make the podium, Jake. <sighs> I... <laughs> Well, I guess I'll start off with saying I watching it the, even the last couple of years really really makes me appreciate my experience. Right. Right. At the time it's it's pretty hard to wrap your brain around all of it. Um you know, with the pressure and then even when it's over, then you fly back home and then it's into supercross testing and yeah. so but watching the last couple of years um definitely makes me appreciate yeah. what I got to experience tenfold. I mean, that's, I think for me personally, it was probably the toughest race I've ever done pressure wise. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I also do believe that the euros have definitely stepped their game yeah, up. 100%. I do think that, yeah. um, I almost felt sorry for the guys. I really did. I'm like, here they are, Red Bud, and dude, nothing's working. And yeah. all three of them had bad days. Yeah, they did. And the one that was a little bit odd to me was, and it's different when you're there than watching it on TV, but watching it on TV, I was, the the qualifiers, even after Plessinger crashed, Yep. 
I was like, no, 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 this is his track. Yeah. It's ruddy. It's yeah. soft. Yeah. He's going to crush it. And I'm with you. And he struggled. Uh, he had a tough day. And that one maybe was the weirdest to me because I really felt that AP was going to shine. Um, you know, I think Tomac rode pretty well. He just... Starts were bad. Starts and, were yep. bad. He was in the mess of everything. And... Um, Barsha, what 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 did he do? I don't. Oh, he got second in the qualifier yeah, on Saturday, yeah. and then uh, just never got starts. And yeah. Eli passed him in the third moto, and he got a flat at some point. I think Bar- Barsha maybe did he let him by? I don't think so. Someone let someone by, but maybe, anyway, maybe, yeah. Um, I did watch it. Um, <sighs> I really thought. We we could for sure win this year. Yeah, I, I really thought that. Yeah, um, and it sucks for those guys because I just think they all kind of had a bad day starts, um, and that just made it, it tough yeah. on them. And I think those conditions. Um, I don't care whose goggle you wear mm-hmm. in those conditions. Yeah. If you don't get a good start, yep. you're it's the worst. It's going to be a miracle if those things yeah. get through the moto. I agree. Um, so, yeah, just off day for my. I guess. I mean, what else do you <laughs> yeah, say? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I've I we watched them for months outdoors, and they all put on great rides and yep. displayed great speed and. And we just didn't get to see it. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I've hatched it over. You were there. Yeah, I know. But people can go back and listen to my opinion in, in 30 hours of my shows. Okay. Um, Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, before we wrap up here, a couple other questions, a couple other things to talk about. Um, any regrets besides wearing jeans on the podium at Disney Nations? Someone else did that this year. I noticed. I was going to text you. Um, Someone's on the podium in jeans. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a tweet about that, too. Yeah. I think it was... Um, I think it was Vlanderin, v- 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 uh, the Holland 250 guy. Yeah, maybe. Calvin. But I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. I almost texted you. I forgot, but... Jeans. Um, yeah. But besides the jeans on the podium, any other regrets? I didn't know. What was I supposed to do? Go back to the rig while the rest of my team was racing Somehow and everybody else figures it out but you. It, like... We got like 45 minutes. Yeah. And I'm just going to chill in my gear. I don't know, bro. Everyone else figures it out, but not you. Am I the only one besides this uh, other guy? Um, No, it happens every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least I made my I mark. Th- I, I texted Plessinger and told him not to do that. Like I felt maybe I jinxed it. Huh. I said, if you're on the podium, if things go well, remember, don't, don't change out of your gear. Huh. <laughs> No one told me. No one told me. They let me walk up there like that. They should have hired me as a quality control guy. You know what's even better is that I had true religions on, which at the time were popping. (laughs) Were bad. Yeah, badass. Right. But now I look back and I'm like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem with you guys like you and JT. Yeah. JT buys the same shit and he's got this goofy ass haircut. And I'm like, you're going to look at yourself in five years and wonder what the hell were you cutting your hair like that for? And he said, yep, probably, but it's cool now. Uh, uh. And I'm like, okay, well. I mean, whatever. it doesn't keep me up at night, so I'm not, not okay. worried about All it. All right, so any any other regrets? <laughs> I would, I don't, I don't know about regrets. I mean, I, I always tried, you know, the best that I could, and I trained hard, and I worked hard, and, um, 
I did all those things. Uh, I would have maybe done some things different. Mm-hmm. Not maybe. I would have. Um, but I I don't get super hung up on it. Did you have um, any contracts that you passed up for bikes or teams that you would have should have taken? I should have done something different at one point, and I I'm still too close to the circle to get into all that. Okay. At some point, I, I already know what it is. At some, I know you do, but. I don't want to make. I don't want to go there. I'm still well, too close matter? to it. Just go. There. It doesn't matter. You, it's your opinion. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's you, you're giving your opinion on a situation. So what's the wrong with that? Like, if you really yeah. truly feel that way, there's nothing wrong with saying. I mean, that's how I make my money. If I, I say things, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't make money doing this. All right, good point. You well, I'll, maybe, I mean? I'll buy your dinner tonight, maybe. 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 So if I talk, then maybe. Yes. If, if it's good enough dinner. info, I will. I will. Where are we going? Uh, we can go wherever you want. Yeah. Bruce we, Chris. We can go high end. Yeah. We'll <laughs> go high end. Um. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. I. I think that. And this is. I think that when I signed my second Kawasaki deal, four fifty. I had some other options, and mm-hmm. I and I should have done it. Should have done that. Yep. Something else. Yeah. Because you were coming off a pretty good year. Really good. Right? Yeah. Really good year. Really good. And didn't you tell me they didn't really offer you any more money? No. It right. was the exact same deal. Yeah, and you were kind of like, hey, just podium supercross and motocross. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was no hard feelings. You know, I'm still cool with those yeah, guys over there. But I, I am, too. I go there and grab coffee all the time. That's definitely something, you know, that I I should have done. Right. Um I had some good opportunities to go and do some different uh things. Yeah. Go ride somewhere else. I shouldn't say do different yeah. things. Did the did the Baker thing with R V help keep you at Cowie? It was all just a nice fit? No. Oh no actually oh, okay. because I was that was part of negotiating my second deal there was that I was trying to get some more money because I wanted to at the time, uh, Porcel had his place in Claremont uh-huh. for rent, yep. and I wanted to rent it and run kind of my own deal. Oh, okay. Still train with them yep. and ride with Ryan once a week. Okay. That was what I wanted to do. And I pitched this whole thing to him, um, wrote everything down, wrote pricing down, yep. and basically pitched it to him as, hey, I don't want this extra money to go buy a car. Right. I want this extra money to cover my costs yep. to, because I believed at that time that's what I needed yep. and they didn't want to do it. Um, and I stayed anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> for the same amount of money after you performed. Yeah, yeah. So that, that I definitely would have done different. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You, just, you just never quite know, right? Like, no. And I mean, hindsight's twenty yep. twenty, And at yep. the time I can't beat yourself up over it, yeah. you know, and I had had conversations with them and, you know, things that I was looking to improve, you know, everybody, you know, seemed to be on board and it just, I think I, I would have been better off going, right. going and Right. Um, last thing, uh, Dan Villapoto, Ryan's father, just passed away unexpectedly from a heart attack. Uh, I, I knew him okay. You knew him very well. The last three weeks, he worked for, or last two weeks, he worked for Ryan at the Monster Cup. He worked for Ryan at the Straight Rhythm. Uh, he'll be missed. Uh, Danger Dan. Um, him and Ryan didn't always see eye to eye, but they had a great relationship, and it was cool that Dan got to wrench for Ryan, 
who now is this all new guy, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed this new Ryan Villapoto, but oh, yeah. he, he's he's the greatest retired rider ever. He'll tell he's told everybody that. Except he's not because Dungey just beat him at straight rhythm. It, no, but he says it, results don't matter. Oh, just, oh, uh, oh, everyone loves him. He said Man, fans and media love him, and he's really fast still. God. So th- that's his. He's got his own guidelines. God. Anyways, uh, uh, rest in peace, Dan. Uh, yeah, what's your memories? Re- rest in peace, Dan. Man, that's <sighs> that is shitty. Um, really bums me out. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of you time did, right? yeah. around Dan and. You know, for years, I mean, I grew up racing Ryan, which I didn't really know him then until yeah. we were probably 15-ish. Um, but yeah, I mean, spent many, many, many days at the test tracks with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really, when I started spending a lot of time with him was in 08, when I started working with Randy Lawrence. And Dan was Ryan's practice bike mechanic, so I saw him every day and... Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's a bummer. Yep. You know, I always got along with him really well, and he was super respectful. And, and him and Ryan would just yell at each other a lot, it seemed like. No, <laughs> yeah, not were, really. Well, they seemed like they would be, like, they're both smart-assy to each other. Ryan was smart-assy, <laughs> and Dan would just look at him like, you're an idiot. So, um, yeah. you know, it's, it is cool that, you know, I watched Monster Cup on TV, and they were... I think it was the first moto mm-hmm. uh, they were showing, kind of panned on Ryan and his dad. And I pushed pause and I was told my wife, Nicole, look, that's so cool. You know, dance <laughs> right. there. And, yeah. you know, after the moto and, you know, Ryan hands the bike off to him and he's pushing. Like, it was just yeah. cool. You know, it's just. Almost it, fitting in a way, right? It, I mean, yeah, you hate to say unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it made a full circle, you know. They, they started as a team. Um, they went through some issues at one point. You yeah, know, and I mean, the yep. majority of us do. Um, yep. And, yeah, I mean, yep. shit, I almost tear up talking about it. It, it bums me out. Yep. I I feel yep. really bad for the family. Um, we'll miss Dan uh, greatly, for sure. Well, let's end this on a happy note then, yeah. all right? Can you retell the Bradshaw story? <laughs> I know you've told it on the show, and you've told it in a podcast, we love Bradshaw. He's back now, by the way, because Fly and WPS, you know, he's coming to a lot of races next year. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's done with the monster trucks. Really? Like, oh, yeah. No, he is. We got him back from those stupid monster trucks. So you, he's retired. <laughs> he's coming back from uh, Arena Cross. Or has he, has he done Arena Cross or he's getting ready to getting do Arena ready. Cross? Getting ready. Getting ready. So getting ready to come back to race Arena Cross. Yeah. You're 15. I'm 14. 14. 14. Okay. So this would have been, oh... Two, okay. Yeah, that was, sounds about right. Yeah, I, you'd have to check it yeah. out exactly. But he was just coming back for the arena cross. He was on the Yamaha, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, and there was he lived in Boise, um, and I lived in Rupert. Yep. And in Mountain Home, which is it's not in the middle, but it's it's in between. <clears throat> Thursday nights, there's practice. There was under the lights, and it was kind of a arena cross ish kind of track like real small tight Mm -hmm. whoops jumps um well there was a race and i would always race my super mini in the big bike class like as an exhibition or whatever um and it was like a super short start straight concrete start well i got the whole shot on my super mini yeah i mean he passed me in like 
three turns <laughs> and ran it up on me. And I was, I, I didn't even think anything of yeah. it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Bradshaw. Yeah. Hell yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what, I, I, yeah. All right. And then the, the, not the promoter, the, the guy that ran the track, uh-huh. which I knew, he came up to me after the race and he's like, hey, you know, you better be careful. Bradshaw, I, I don't remember word yeah. for word, Grant, yeah. it's a long time yeah. ago, but he said basically, hey, you need to be careful. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. And he's like, well, Bradshaw said, you know, if that kid gets in my way again, I'm going to break his fucking leg. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Nice. Yes. Oh, and then I was like, wow. Like, yeah. this is an angry man. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Damon for you. Yeah, but then, so I never spoke to him. I mean, I he lived in Boise the whole time. Yeah. You know, I was growing up riding there. I never saw him. I never, I saw him a couple times at that track. Then that happened. Um, and I didn't see him again until my best friend growing up, um, lives in Boise now, right, right outside of Boise. It was his, he was getting married. So I flew from Washougal to Boise. It was his bachelor party. Uh-huh. I was <clears throat> best man in his wedding. So I got nothing to do with moto. This guy just, just, just a buddy. Oh no, he raced oh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He raced a little bit. Um, so anyway, we, we went out for his bachelor yeah. party and just some mutual friends. Um, well, Damon ended up being there. So I met uh, him and I was like, this what is, year is this. What year is this? I th- like, think it was 2011. Oh, okay. it was either 11 yeah. or so you're RCA 12. Or something it was or... 2012. Yeah. 2012. Okay. Um, and so, I meet him this and I'm eight like years after the breaking. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that he threatened to take my life essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so I met him and <clears throat> we were hanging out and I was like, that is the coolest dude I've ever yeah. met. Like yeah. he was so He's rad. rad. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 You've never no, told him the story. No, 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 no. I don't know him that well. We should tell, we should get, we should get to the bottom of this this year. Yeah. Yeah. We, we could. Yeah. We could that'd be, be fun. Yeah. We could do this on a podcast that'd or, be or funny. a video or something. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That, that's Damon for you. Yeah. yeah he, no, he, I mean, I, and it was awesome because, I mean, I remember a little kid, like, I mean, Damon was the shit. Like, yeah. You um, know, I mean, I was real young when yeah. he was really in it, but, you know, I was I was the beast, man. I, I loved it. Uh, fantastic. Love that story. Yeah. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Jake Weimer, thanks, man. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Uh, appreciate absolutely. it. Good job at the school today yeah. and, and uh, tomorrow. I will not be there, but... Uh, if you have any sort of tips, just pass them on. Okay, I will. I appreciate it. Thanks for sponsoring the event. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a backup.
factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.